check real quick. Hello. Mic check. Check, check. A little closer, I think. Closer. Sorry. Can I'm you too- do a yeehaw? Yeehaw. <laughs> well, no. Come on, Tim. Now you're next. Yeehaw. <laughs> We're going to get uh, a little more uh, technical, I guess you could say. A little say. more edumacated? Yeah, ed- edumacated. So. We have Jennifer Russell. She's the segment development manager with Lockenvar, Lockenvar yes. LLC, Lockenvar Boilers. Jennifer, thank you for jumping on. Yeah, glad to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, how's the show been? How's the show been? Busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my feet and my back are now officially killing me. I made it through day one pretty well, but uh, I'm feeling it on day two. Yeah. We've- so, tell us a little bit about what you do for Lockenvar, your position, how long you've been with them. Sure. So I've been with the company for be 12 years in uh, this March. Yeah. Um, I am the segment development manager for our decarbonization segment. Um, a couple of years ago, we, we carved that out as its own unique segment within the business uh, because of the level of focus that we feel like we need to, to put in that area. Um, as you guys know, I mean, it's, it's a big buzzword and, and there's a lot of activity around it. Um, and, and we're on board. We see this as a, as a great opportunity and we want to support this movement. Um, so again, we just wanted to make sure we got the focus around that. So I'm responsible for the product strategy and the three-year product roadmap uh, for our decarbonization products. So carbon-free, uh, carbon-free products, primarily right now, heat pumps. Yeah. Um, and then I also lead the product development teams. So as we, once we've developed the, the roadmap and what we're going to work on, I'm the leader of those development teams to ensure that we bring those products to life with the right features, the right performance, and, uh, and on time. Yeah. So you kind of led into my first question here uh, with the buzzwords you're talking about, electrification and decarbonization, um, especially at the show. How has Lockenvar been on the forefront of these uh, environmental initiatives? Well, as I've mentioned, you know, my, my role is a good example of, yeah. uh, of our commitment uh, to, to this decarbonization movement. And um, we're very excited that we uh, premiered the Lockenvar Veritas air source heat pump this year. Uh, domestic, it's geared for domestic water heating. Uh, we've got models ranging from 60,000 up to 350,000 BTUs. We're using a low GWP refrigerant. Uh, so we're excited to be bringing a, an impactful solution uh, that supports decarbonization. Anything unique that contractors should know about the heat pump uh, regulations and, and coding and standards that might be coming up the road? Yeah, there's probably a th- couple things I could share there. From the regulation right. side, um, as, as we continue to move to low GWP refrigerants, some of the new refrigerants are, a- are considered A2Ls, which mm-hmm. are, are mildly flammable. Um, so there's a lot to learn, and there's, there's a lot going on. I see webinars and training sessions all the time. So I think it's, uh, it's the right time to, yeah. to be learning how to handle those new refrigerants and, and what some of the codes and the guidelines are around those. Um, and then on the other piece, um, you know, there's incentives that are coming available frequently. Many of them may be in more local areas. So, mm-hmm. you know, a state government or, or a city um, are, is incentivizing heat pump technology. So it's important to stay informed on, on what's available 
um, because even with the Inflation Reduction Act, you know, there, there are more and more dollars coming along to be able to enhance the market adoption of heat pumps. Uh, so just be sure that you're taking advantage of, of all those opportunities. So I've heard, uh, you know, in some areas, some people have, have told me some concern. Um, the U.S. Does, doesn't have the infrastructure to support, you know, going all electrification, heat pump technology. Um, can you talk about that? I can. I, I'm, I'm going to start that with I'm not an infrastructure right, expert, right. Um, but but I hear these as well, right? And I think it's going to depend on on the area and uh, you know the, the age of the grid and um, you know even the source that uh, that's creating the electricity. Um, again, I'm not an expert in this area, but I know that it's there, there's kind of a multi pronged approach that that has to be taken for us to get there. It's not just manufacturers developing uh, the technologies and the products and getting those on the market. Uh, it's not just the contractors learning how to do the installs. It's, it's also, you know, the infrastructure piece where the, the grid needs to be upgraded, where that's applicable, and then we need to continue to get on um, sources of, of energy so that we're not, you know, we're not using coal or other, um, you know, carbon-producing sources of energy to, to create the electricity. So there's, there's many areas that all have to come along together, and so I know there, there are areas in the country where the, the grid is a concern, and, um, but improvements are being made and more dollars are becoming available to, to help make those improvements. You talked a little bit about you know, just where the roadmap is going here in the next couple of years as 2025 rolls around pretty quickly. What kind of training is Lockenvar doing to help support the professional tradesmen that are installing the products? Well, we've got a lot going on in that area. Uh, in fact, um, we, we had to start with ourselves. Um, so we've been on the, the forefront for decades of pushing the boundaries of efficiency. Um, and so you can see that by the, the gas products that we've yep. had in our booth. And so heat pump technology was a logical next step for, for us. Uh, we've been leveraging those technologies for a long time. And so um, we had to bring up our refrigeration knowledge base, our heat pump knowledge base within our own organization. So our training department has done a really good t- uh, a job of putting together this whole new type of training um, that's centered around heat pump technology. We, we've leveraged a local um, school that's called the Tennessee College of Applied Technologies. Mm-hmm. They're geared towards training re- uh, HVAC students to become certified HVAC techs in the residential sector, uh, mainly focused on forced air. Okay. Um, but we were able to work with them, put together a custom training program that's only a week long instead of like the two-year program that they would typically do that focuses on the areas where we needed to provide that training to our, you know, our quality team, our field service technicians, our technical service, our customer assurance. Um, so the first piece of this was really to roll out this robust training program for the, for the folks that are working within Lock and Bar. And then beyond that, we've got a really great um, um, plan in place to start bringing the contractor, the installers, the engineering community into our building um, to attend our, our Lockenbar University. You know, we've got a world-class training center there. Um, so we'll, we'll have lots of great heat pump training provided right there in-house. And then we're also going to leverage our Lockenbar U program, um, where we provide online content uh, to help bring up heat pump knowledge in, um, in the contractor, installer, and engineering community as well. I, I, I want to talk about the viability of heat pumps. Um, in certain, you know, areas of the country, maybe in Canada, north, you know, north climates, is it, is it something that we can depend on? Do we need a backup heat source in some cases or how? 
Can you talk about that? Yeah, so with heat pump technology, cold, cold climate technology is coming a, a long way. Uh, but certainly there, there are climates where even if the technology would allow the heat pump to perform in that particular ambient temperature, the cost of the overall system could be prohibitive. Um, so we think there's there's great opportunity for hybrid solutions. We've even got one shown in our booth mm -hmm. to try to help people understand what could be done there. So there are great ways to reduce carbon emissions as we make this transition, as heat pump technology com continues to evolve and develop, um, to make it not not quite so cost prohibitive. So there are ways in those some of those colder climates where you can apply a heat pump along with uh, perhaps a resistance electric. Uh, tank type water heater or or even a gas circulating heater um, and then we've we've got custom controls designed that that can create the control in that system so that you run the heat heat pump as much as possible but on those absolute coldest days when the heat pump capacity has dropped but you but you still need the same amount of load um, you know you could you could help that out with some of that uh, resistance electric or or even that gas if that's allowed or in desired okay What's on your radar in the future? What do you see on your radar? Uh, well, as I mentioned, heat pumps are a big focus for us. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's always been a part of our culture and our DNA to, to push the boundaries of efficiency. And so heat pumps are just a very logical next step. Yeah. With COPs and in, in, in the fours and fives, I mean, it's, it's a great way to push the boundaries of efficiency again. And it fits right along with everything that's happening uh, with decarbonization. But that's not our only focus. Uh, we also see electric products mm -hmm. and uh, high-efficiency gas products playing a role in, emission, in, a, in reducing carbon emissions as we continue to go forward um, between you know, now and I know there's a lot of goals that are coming up in 2030 yeah. uh, and, then, and then some major goals in 2050. Uh, so we intend to play a role in all of those areas. 2050, John. Are you here in 2050? I don't think I'm here in 2050. Well, I was just going to ask, are any of these um, deadlines or mandates um, just not realistic for, for electrification? And I, I think we have some aggressive goals, um, but we shouldn't let that hold us back. Even with aggressive goals, if, you don't, if we don't quite hit it, but we've given everything that we can to get as close as we can. Drives technology. Yeah. Drives then, innovation. Yeah, it's, it's just going to drive us. That's right. Um, so it's driving manufacturers to, to get creative with the technology, to find new manufacturing processes, to, to be able to produce more of these. It's driving the folks that are in control of the grid infrastructure mm -hmm. and, and those upgrades. Um, you know, the labor market uh, to, to, to get the knowledge and the training that's needed. So even if we fall short of some of those goals, um, it still stretched us, and we got closer than if we'd set the goal lower. Tim, anything else? I'm, I'm, I'm smarter now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, we really appreciate you, you, you know, taking some time to jump on our podcast. You know, look around the show, and it's yeah. heat pumps. It's all, you know, more things going electric. So we wanted to have you on and talk a little bit about heat pumps. And thank you so much for for educating us on this. Oh, well, yeah, well, thank you for having me. We are beyond excited to be a part of um, this decarbonization effort, and uh, I'm happy to come talk about that with anyone. Thank you, Jennifer. Oh, right. yeah, Jennifer Russell with Lockevar. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're back with our good buddy, Dino. Dino Pioli yeah. uh, with Spirotherm. Dino, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I want to know, I want to know, you keep talking about this, uh, this, it's not a houseboat, it's a... Uh, 
what's what's the boat you have that we're gonna oh pontoon boat pontoon we're pontoon gonna go party yes, we're gonna absolutely. we're gonna listen to pontoon the song and we're just yep. gonna you know get in our skivvies and go off the slide off they, the back they i don't have a slide on the back but <laughs> but they definitely have pontoon music that they you could just hit on spotify and there you, you go could bring in your pontoon music and listen to that so where is this located we're in uh merrimack new hampshire oh. babusic lake Sounds nice. Bring See, I'm place. just going to meet Dino in Portland, and we're just going to drink beer. We'll drink beer in Portland, yeah. Well? There's beer in Portland. So you now, can what drink. is your Instagram? You have a beer Instagram, right? My Deliciousness? My Deliciousness, yeah. 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 My Deliciousness. Yeah. It's not, it's not so just beer, ways. food, too. Yeah. If there's yeah, good food true. and it's delicious, then I put it on my All for it. So, All Dino, for. take us kind of through your journey into the trades. I know we talked a little bit just a second ago, but tell us how you got started and... So I, I started doing odd jobs and painting houses and things like that. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife of uh, 32 years, uh, her dad was uh, worked at a wholesaler. You can mention her name. Her name? Yeah. Oh, Deb. Deb, sorry. Um, so he w- were, was a VP of sales and marketing at a, at a distributor, Capital Plumbing and Heating Supply, which is now part of the Granite Group. And he... Um, he said, "Why don't you come to work for us?" Because I was painting houses, I wasn't. I was making a couple bucks, but not not doing much. So I did. I walked in, and they have this old mill building that was. I walked in. I'm like, "What am I doing here?" I interviewed. And I got the job, and then I just kind of like learned it. Learned it. And, and this I, is all on the on the East Coast, Northeast. Yep, or, yeah, up in Nashua, New Hampshire, is where okay. it started. Yeah. yeah. Um, I worked for them for uh, nine years, and. As reps would come in, and some of them, some of them were great. In fact, I saw one uh, yesterday that uh, was a very good inspiration. Um, then there was guys that didn't know what they were talking about. They didn't know their product. They didn't know what to do. And I'm like, hmm, my dummy can do that. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I kind of worked from that working that I can do better than that, and then taking on a, a, a job. I worked for a manufacturer's rep that. You know, before I made that step, I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't want to sell boilers. Those are too technical. And the, manu- the rep that I worked for had two boiler lines and steam traps. I'm like, well, I guess into the frying pan, right? And then learn that. And then soon after, you're starting to talking about the lingo, and you go, hmm, I kind of get this, right? <laughs> starting to understand it. Uh, so I worked there. I went to work for... Um, I actually left the industry briefly and sold computers, so I learned other things. Came back to the same rep firm, and then in the process of coming back, I interviewed with Vega, became a trainer there, mm-hmm. um, trained there for a number of years. That's where I met your good friend, Mr. Ronnie, <laughs> uh, which goes back some time now. Uh, so we did some training, and we stayed connection there, yeah. Um, I met you there, John, yep, yep, right out in McPherson, Kansas, yep, on the bus going that. out with the, yep. all the press. Yep. I was like, whoa, whoa, with the press. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. Uh, work for them. Uh, things changed there. I went work for other manufacturers, and, you know, all things uh, ending up at Spiratherm has been the greatest thing. So it's kind of a, a long journey. I probably skipped a couple beats there, but... Yeah. Kind of where it came from. So when I think of certain companies and I, I think of people like, there's people in the industry, you know, wheels. Oh, yeah. Good. I, yep. I think I'm like friends he, with wheels. Like he runs the company, but he really doesn't. Right. And I think of Spiro Theorem, I think of you. 
So what, what's your position there? With so Clarity? I'm the now senior regional manager. I got a, oh. a, a little promotion, which is good. Because you're oh, 60 or what do you mean? Yeah, because I got older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just manage the, re- the, the Northeast region. So all the yeah. new, uh, new England, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, um, New Jersey, and Northern Delaware. So the, the, you know, the Northeast region of the U.S., um, I just manage and work with uh, uh, all any any type of end user that's interested in using our product, distributors, engineers. Uh, so we see anybody that we can influence to purchase our product. Yeah, I see you so. very active on yeah. social media. So. Very active. I'm curious though. You've got something. I unfortunately we're on radio podcast. You've brought something with you. So this here is, and a, I'm curious is, a, what is, this a, is a new product that we just are introducing. And it's kind of sneak peek here because we won't have inventory until the end of the month. But it's uh, what the industry has been begging for is a, um, a dirt only with a magnet separator. Uh, this can be horizontal or vertically installed. So uh, you don't have to stock multiple SKUs to have it. Uh, it uses the same SpireTherm coalescing technology that we use in everything else with a magnet. Um, it's similar to some of the other products we have, but this is dirt only. So you're showing this for the first time at the AHR show? At AHR, yeah. How's the show been? Fantastic. Just fantastic? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So there's a, you know, from the industry, sometimes it's, it's uh, I see a lot of people go, ah, oh, it's another show. I don't want to go to another show. But this is networking. I see friends that yeah. I don't see, right? You guys, I see you guys yeah. once, twice, if I'm lucky, three times a year. Um, a lot of friends that I've worked with over the years, and the longer I've been in the industry, the smaller the world gets, not just the industry. So you get to meet friends that you worked with at some time that, you know, I'll say the guy Kenny Fagan that works for Emerson Swan was the, that guy, that rep that I was talking about that inspired, right? It was like, this is the way to do business, right? You take care of people's problems and you fix them. And those are some of the things that I kind of carry. You call me up with a problem, um, I try and fix them, right? Talking to my friend here, right? So if there's a problem, we got to fix it. It it will fester if you don't fix it. So it's always about how can we fix this problem and make it go away, right? Sometimes you can't, sometimes you can, but when you can, you got to do everything you can to do it. Yeah. You know, the most, uh, I had a boss one time that goes, I don't care if you screw up, I want you to care though, right? And if you just care, then... Things get easier, right? Sounds, sounds like my son playing basketball. I just want you to try. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that translates to, uh, you know, well, it's, hydronics equipment. But but it's it's just trying, right? It's yeah. like you, you can be as good as you can be, right? I'm not going to be the CEO of this company. I can tell you and promise you that. In my heart, you are. <laughs> but but it's, a, it's just being out there and helping people do what they do, teaching them. When I started at Spirotherm, I thought I knew a lot about air separators. I thought, well, my, the, the guy that hired me said, it's going to take you a couple years before you get it. And I'm like, in my head going, you're crazy. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Right? And two years later, when I was prepping for my second annual review, I was like, I didn't know anything about air separators. Nothing. Are you still learning? I'm still learning. Yeah. But I know a lot more. A lot more. So what would you say, how many shows have you been to, AHR shows? AHRs, um, 
not not as many as you would think being as old as I am, but probably uh, eight or ten. Okay. You know, scattered here and there. Well, last year, the last five or six years have been pretty regular. But so Tim has mentioned that this is the Super Bowl of the HVAC. And yes. So the yep. importance of coming. You mentioned networking. It's great to see so many familiar faces at the show. And it's it's just a really it's a really a good time. Next year it's in Chicago. Yes, I know. Yes, so that's in your hometown. Our hometown. In your hometown, that's in Spiratherm's Home hometown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're just outside in Bloomingdale. Yeah. So we're kind of I'm looking. I always look forward to it. You know, yeah. Chicago tends to be a huge, huge show for HR. I just wish it wasn't in the middle of a city. In the middle of January, you know, when it's in the ice middle cold. of January, yeah. I, I don't mind being inside this building and, and getting around, driving around here trying to find parking this morning. I didn't have yeah, fun. Yeah, Atlanta's parking around this convention center is yeah. Rough. Somebody, somebody standing in the road going go this way and stopping cars so you can actually get in would yeah. have been helpful. Hey, I wanted to ask you real quick. We have a good mutual friend, Tim Coolman. Yeah. Tim Coolman. Tim, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did you get? Instagram, yeah, social yeah. media. There you go. Right. Um, our our journey into social media was we didn't do anything, yeah. and I'd be on LinkedIn and I'd see guys posting our competitors' products. I'm like, why aren't we here? Yeah. Why aren't we here? And so I started posting stuff and and putting stuff in there and and mostly LinkedIn. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want Instagram. I don't want to do that. I don't want my business life on Facebook. And here I am, all of it. <laughs> yeah. You know. Eric's like, that's blasphemy. <laughs> Which one? Link, LinkedIn? No, the Just Instagram. Not being and, on social media. Oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. that too. No, yeah. you have to be. You yeah. have to be. You have to be. And there was, there was a, an instance on um, a project that was happening out in the San Diego area of Southern California where some guy uh, tore a, a ceiling element in his press fitting. And um, he was trying to find, could I just go buy an O-ring? Can I just go get an O-ring somewhere? And everybody's like, no, 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 call Dino. Call Dino. So I tried calling the guy, and I, he was, had bad cell phone service. So through Facebook, we messaged back and forth, and I was able to work with my regional in California to get him to get the parts he needed shipped directly to him within the next day or He's so. He's the fixer. The fixer, yeah. The fixer, yeah. You know? I like that name. So those are, those are some of the things, and some of the... Uh, the connections that I've made just through that, you know. Now, because of the podcast, I'm connected to Louie and Danny G. But yep. yeah, sure are. We'll we'll work with those guys. But it's uh, yeah, you know, it's the. I don't like the garbage on social media, but I love the fact that you can connect. You with can people. yeah, you 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 can get a lot of good stuff. Yeah. You can get a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, be remiss if you mentioned it earlier. You know, there's this is a lot about relationships, and I appreciate your friendship. It's it's been fun to get to know you over the last two three years, and we talk regularly on the phone and yep. text and stuff. So it was good to see you today. Same here, man. Where was that in Indianapolis? Where we were? Was that Indy? That was at the PHCC Connect. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. And everything was closed that night. We could barely. Yeah, we found that. Yeah, oh. there was a lot of stuff closed, but we did find a bar. Yeah, okay. we found a bar to have a few beers. We found at. somewhere to have beer. Yeah. Oh, beer! Come on, Tim. <laughs> I think they had beer. Something like we no. had something to drink. Oh, no, we had beer, yeah, but yeah. not just one. Oh no! Oh, all right. right, right. <laughs>
Well, Dino, thank you so much for jumping on. We really appreciate you. Like Tim said, we appreciate your, you know, the relationship we have with you. You're a, you're a good dude. So thank My you. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Dino. Right. Thanks, Dino. Thank you.